2: You know, there's discrimination uh, everywhere you go. Um, you know, one thing that I've learned, especially from living abroad in the past years and uh, having to fit in in different cultures, is that in the U.S. we're, we're continuing to make progress uh, every single day. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a process. I think it's, as long as you see progress, uh, that's the most important thing.
3: This is Dirt and Spray. Brings up first and goal. Taylor dropped it. And Matt Ryan is there but did not recover the fumble. And a first and goal at the one ends up in a giveaway as Wormley recovers for the Steelers. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague.
1: He's got to play Reyna, he's got to play Aronson, and he's got to find the right combination of players, not in the first 15, 20 minutes, but in particular when this game evolves in the second half. Three points or go home, and quite honestly, if you can't beat Iran, you don't deserve to move on from the World Cup.
3: Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan.
2: All right, 6.02 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader. 1080, The Fan. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Good morning. What is happening? How the hell are you? We're doing good. McGinley's here. It's really early. Yeah, crazy eyes, uh, crazy eyes. McGinley walking around. That's a jarring sight when you walk in the building, and his his yeah. bald head is the first thing I see. Uh, well, what's going on? Something's happening. What's he shaved his head. I just I always look at him like he's bald. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know yeah. he just has that. It kind of is it is sparse. Yeah, not a lot up there. No, what, what, the, do you, uh, what do you mean? He grew it out, didn't he? Did he? Uh, he, he he's yeah, he's grown it out a little bit. He's, he's oh, got yeah. the spikes now. He's got the spikes. Oh, spiky yeah, thing Touche he does have spikes he's now. He's a spikes guy. Uh, yeah, I think touche. the
0: KGON kids switched over to a different studio. They, they set them up more like we have our setup here.
2: The okay. KGON kids, they're older than you are. <laughs> Is anybody older than me
0: except my parents?
2: Terry Boyd, I think, is almost <laughs> sixty. Yeah, Boyd's up there. In I age. think Boyd's yeah. up. Terry Boyd's been in radio for a long ass time.
0: A long time. He was
2: telling me a story about he worked in Cincinnati. He called. He told me this. Uh, like, WKRP. Uh, I don't know, he, but he worked in Cincinnati and he uh, he basically interviewed Elton John when Elton John was like blowing up. And I'm like, damn dude, what are you? Ninety five? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man, it would have uh, been like the late sixties. Yeah. All right. Well. You know, but, uh, yeah. You got your
0: stars and stripes out. Are you ready for today?
2: Uh, Yeah. Uh, what time's the game today? 11. 11 a.m.? It's 11 a.m. I mean, I'll, I'll watch if I'm around the house. There's nothing else on at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday. If they don't win, they don't advance. So if they draw or they lose, <laughs> yeah, they're this, out.
0: This is it. You got to win. It's can, very simple.
2: Can you imagine if they lose today 1-0? That would be Pretty brutal. And we have to go, I counted this in my car. Mm. It would be 12 years of us scoring one goal in the (laughs) World Cup and winning no games. Depending on what happens today. Because it could be a 2-2 draw, could be a 3-2 loss. But if it's a loss or a draw, you're getting bounced. Yes, you are. In the hypothetical sense I just laid to you, if they were to lose 1-0... They're probably, yeah. yeah. Well, they're they're out. Yeah, they're They're out. out. And so from the four years prior to this four years, to the next four years when they play. We will go 12 years with Team USA in soccer scoring one goal and not advancing. It's not good, Bob. It's not good. But, man, soccer's really building in America. Yeah, I. that was – we didn't talk about that yet. There's a lot of stuff we didn't get to yesterday. That was one – the the USA-England thing on Friday – I I know it upsets soccer fan when you say it. Games like that are why people will never fall fully in love with the sport. Yep. Because, I mean, they spent months pubbing that. If I had a dollar for every time I saw an ad for USA versus England on Black Friday. John Hamm is Santa Claus. I'd be extremely rich. Black Friday, USA, England, 1776, all over. I got like that was the most pub soccer game that I can remember in modern times. Yep. And it ended in a zero zero tie. I just I, I, I think the hardest thing for that sport, honestly, um, is I, I understand the nuance of the sport and why a zero zero tie was actually a great result for America. Like you can explain it and I can understand it. Yeah. I get the point system. I'm I a fan just, of hockey. I, I know how it works. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't think this country it, no. this is this is where I push back on it. I don't think this country will ever be excited and happy and ecstatic to be celebrating zero points scored and walking away happy with ties. Yeah. (laughs) We're just not, we're not not conditioned as a country for that. I'm sorry. And I, I don't think we ever will be. No, Uh, I know that the younger demo, you know,
0: no, it'll take, it will take a full century of you starting now. Like, Ten year olds who get caught up in this World Cup if they grow up and no, soccer is stop. their thing. I was told that in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, I don't think that's I the was... case. I think the only it thing it takes a century it takes a full on century to have a sport ingrained in you <laughs> that way.
2: I think the I honestly think the only thing that'll do it is the USA going on a run. Yeah, like that's do, the only yeah. if, if you want people too. to actually like yeah. buy in and get involved, like oh my god, this is a thing, and start paying closer attention. than oh, the USA games on that you have to go, and not even on this World but Cup. It's not, it's, but in four years, like in the in when it's in North America. If if they get bounced in yeah. the groups, like it just you're always going to say, okay, this is exciting for two weeks, and then it's over because you didn't yeah. advance. No, I think if they if they went on a run and made it to a World Cup final, you would see buy in, believe, excitement that you couldn't imagine. But then you got to back it up in the
0: next one. I I, I think it's short lived. If it if this is still this sport that is niche in the United States, you have to sustain it over decades before it comes to some sort of critical mass where it's on the Forefront of sports fans minds on a regular basis <laughs> well I
2: exited asu' a sleeping giant too <laughs> <laughs> well but they they need their pro league too to be as big as any other pro league in the world that would help that's And that's, that's big just problem. not
0: ever going to happen so in help. this
2: country why don't why can't it ever ha- I wouldn't say never if you if you are gonna tell me you think people can get excited about zero zero ties hey, and Messi's century, coming over yeah Messi's coming over to Miami he's going to play for the Beckham team like why can't why can't that league because as
0: long as the nfl is the juggernaut of sports in america that forces their the soccer calendar the the united states to play soccer on the off calendar we are not on the world calendar for soccer and it makes life very difficult and it makes it difficult to get top talent over here i mean the the premier league's what 150 years old over (laughs) there in some capacity
2: you just need money (laughs) yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what you need. You need a lot of billionaires to buy leagues to get the best players to come over. But you know? you're
0: never going to get a TV contract worth no. the
2: crap no. to
0: to support the the revenue it mm. would take to acquire the top players in the world to support it.
2: Do you know what the top players wouldn't care about mm. if you gave them all the money in the world? The calendar. <laughs> They'd play anytime you gave them the most money. If you had if you had the most money. Did you see how much Manchester United they're trying to sell Manchester United for? The the Glazer family owns. Man It's got to be what seven to ten billion. It was like they're trying to sell it for seven and a half billion dollars. Good luck with that. And I think the Suns just set the all-time record, or not the um, somebody just set the all-time. Maybe it was the Suns. Suns haven't sold. yet. They haven't sold yet. Okay, well, some team recently just like set the all-time record for like four billion or something like that. I'll look it up. Oh, um, What, what something just sold. Damn it. it Was it be, the Broncos? Might yeah, have been the Broncos. The, Broncos, the Walton's. Yeah. The, Waltons yeah. the uh That the sounds Walmart right. Family. So, yeah, but I saw that the other day on the news. The Glazers are trying to cash in 7.5. Billy! I wonder what Washington's going to sell for.
3: The At commanders? least yeah. five.
2: See, I, I would push back. Why? Because it's an you, NFL team? No, no, I get it. It probably will. <laughs> it probably will always exceed the last team, right? The Suns are going to get a big payday, too. The market, um,
0: there is history there with that franchise.
2: That franchise has been a dump for 20 plus years. There's also
0: I think knowing that you're getting Dan out of there uh, because there's a huge I mean there are people that have lived in that area they have as die hard a fan base as any other NFL franchise. They just can't stand their owner so they've been a little subdued so I think I think he'll create a bidding war in some fashion for it and there'll be some old-timers who remember the heydays of the Hogs and all that stuff and want to bring it back and <laughs> the chance to get Snyder out of there. He, he will in some way find a way to make a bidding war, and he'll get over five for it.
2: The tough part again, that goes with your argument is whoever buys it's got to build a new stadium. I mean, that, that stadium's one of the worst in the NFL. Uh,
0: well, My guess is if they're going to get Snyder out of there, and depending on who it is coming in... The city doesn't want to work
2: with him. No. That's the problem. Yeah, well, the, I, well, the no district room. will...
0: If it's somebody that's got some political support behind them amongst uh, you know, both federally and in the district, they'll get a stadium done. I, I think you have to have that in your back pocket before you go in there with your bid.
2: There you go. Okay, great, great conversation. <laughs> what the hell is that? How did you take us from soccer to the Washington commies? Here <laughs> all over the map this Jesus. morning. Jesus. I love it. I will watch today, though. USA, Iran, I'll watch. Um, I'll keep an eye on it. I'm watching this Netflix docuseries about this kid that won a Pepsi jet. I've heard that's pretty good. <laughs> it's fascinating. It's man. like a nostalgia trip back to the 1990s. It, there's a lot of 90s throwback stuff yeah. that I had, n- I, I, just, I had not remembered. And I see it and I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's riding my wheelhouse. Tried, like Trying to cash in a jet, baby. Well, something played and my daughter goes, oh, what is this? And I was like, this is the 90s. Welcome to the 90s. This is the 90s. She goes, this was cool. I'm like, oh, that was the coolest. Oh, that was cool. Oh, yeah, that was cool. But I remember being a coke kid. And I remember Pepsi stuff, and it was like, oh, damn, we get cool stuff if you get Pepsi points. I'm going to be a Pepsi kid now. The uh, Pepsi challenge? uh, Yeah. Remember all the the taste tests, the blind taste tests? Which is the dumbest. uh, Give me any of those. How can you not taste the difference between Pepsi and Coke? Yes.
0: They're vastly different. They're very different.
2: They're not even close. I never understood why that was ever difficult for people. I chose Pepsi. It's like.
0: Great marketing campaign. <laughs> it Whoever was a good
2: marketing campaign. But see, that's the thing is.
0: Out of absolutely nothing.
2: You, you watch this and you go, great marketing, great marketing. And their whole goal was to beat Coke. They didn't do it. <laughs> no. No, they never did. So they just had great marketing for second place. <laughs> it was. Uh, it's an interesting docuser It's basically about a kid. He's like 20 years old. And he, he catches wind of a youth football coach who's pulling together points with other coaches. And they tell him, oh, we're going to get this jet. And like, we're gonna what get are you talking jet? about? Jet. He goes home one night and he's bored. He's watching television and they show this Pepsi commercial, this little snot-nosed booger eater. <laughs> and he flies to school in a jet. <laughs> and it says 7 million Pepsi points. Harriet jet. And there's no other wording on the screen. And prior to it, there's like leather jacket, 1,200 Pepsi points. Sunglasses, 125 Pepsi points. Like everything the kid's wearing is Pepsi points. And so it shows the jet at the end he goes holy crap <laughs> and so he starts calculating he he's a he was an expedition climbing guide and he took this really rich dude who's really eccentric and lives his life to the fullest grateful to be alive cuz he almost died of a tumor and he was he made friends with him and he tries to calculate how much he has to spend <laughs> how much pepsi to get how much get. pepsi and so he calculates it and then he calculated it wrong and so he figured out how he calculated it wrong, found the loophole, and then told the guy, and he basically was like, I want a jet. And the guy, th- this dude's way out there, rich guy, but like fun-loving rich guy, right? Hey, yeah, screw it. Let's do it. The way you should live your life if you're super rich. Yes. And this guy's like, hell yeah, brother. And he gives him a $700,000 <laughs> $700, check to get a Pepsi jet because they calculated how much Pepsi it would cost. And so their workaround was, we'll just give you the seven hundred. Yeah. You give us the jet. Pepsi didn't think they anybody took that commercial seriously. That they would actually buy that much Pepsi. Well, no. They're, they don't have a jet. It's a joke. <laughs> it was supposed to be a joke, but there was no, hey, disclaimers on the screen at all. And so they give them the money. Pepsi, like, says, ha-ha, here's some free Pepsi product. They respond. I'm like, whoa, I don't think so, buddy. They get a lawyer to draw up a thing, and they, they challenge Pepsi. Pepsi sues them in federal court. <laughs> And then they meet, and Pepsi offers him a million (laughs) dollars. And the guy pulls him aside and goes, yo, they're giving us a million dollars? It's (laughs) It's a pretty good deal. Well, it is before taxes. Yeah. And uh, he goes, the rich guy goes, I'll do whatever you want to do. And he goes, I want the (laughs) judge. And so I, I just got to like the midway point of the docu. Man, it is wild. I I didn't I don't I never heard about that story. I've heard I, I've heard really good reviews on it. It's been in the queue to watch. It was a little tough to dive into shows over Thanksgiving weekend. Those are the kind of things that Netflix should be making. Like, those kind of fun documentaries of stories that you didn't know about that, that brings back nostalgia. Like, that, that is Netflix to a T. That's what they should be doing. And I'm I'm all in on documentaries like that. I just I just think it's great. Yeah. I think it's a fantastic random story where you're like, what the hell? And this you, kid wanted a jet, man. Dude, you kind of end up rooting for the kid to get the jet. How do you not? Pepsi lied to him. It's a big evil corporation. I'm rooting for the kid. They also, they also lied on the commercial. They did. You got to put a disclaimer on that. And they put no disclaimer. They redid the commercial commercial dirt. They put 700 million Pepsi points. They changed the number. And then they did a third commercial and they put it at the bottom. Just kidding. Because <laughs> they wanted to try to cover themselves legally. And JK. It was, JK. Oh man. It's wild. It's just getting really good. But I would highly recommend diving into it. Yeah. It's on the Q list. I got to watch it. Uh, all right. Well, we got a lot to get to today. It is a loaded show. Uh, we will go to Nebraska for the daily ticker because they've made a huge hire with Matt Rule. Uh, tomorrow we'll probably aim for Auburn because Auburn also made a big hire. Their press conference is going on during the Daily Ticker today. Uh, so we'll go to Nebraska and talk with our friend Josh Peterson at 730. We got the mail sack to get to at 815. Loaded show, a lot to discuss. Dirt and Sprague on 1080.
4: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you. Uh, I want to make fun of Jeff Saturday here in a second. But uh, I'm going to go Clint Eastwood, get off my lawn, get off my lawn now. (laughs) I say get off my lawn now. Hey! We got a DM from one of our listeners, Kyle, and okay. I, I will always engage and go back and forth. And sometimes we just have to, like, dust our hands and say, we will not agree here, sir. Thanks for diving into our DMs, Kyle. And Kyle DM'd us and said, your take on a cowboy hat is stupid. Ah, the beaver cowboy hat? It's completely wrong. The fans in the stadium loved it. Student section seemed bigger. Okay. I guess because there were hats on? Big hats. And everyone <laughs> wanted one. It was like a costume, <laughs> and so it's way better than giving a stupid effing towel or T-shirt. He did say he loves the show, so Kyle, I do appreciate that. We love you too, Kyle. I just dra- I, I, I disagree strongly. <laughs> yes, you're not the Cowboys. With every fiber of my being, do I disagree with this? And it is okay to disagree on things. And I said, incorrect, sir. This is about giving people free s. Give them literally anything tied to the actual brand. Hard hats, lunch pails, beaver hats. I, yeah. I don't care. Give them a beaver tail hat, like a little Daniel Boone. God, that would be awesome. Beaver tail on the back. You can, you can flap it against your back when you're clapping. Hell yeah. <laughs> the, Go the, the cowboy hat thing, like if you want one because you were at the game. I, I get it. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's sure. like a blazer t-shirt that... You take home and you're like, Yeah, I got a t shirt. Well, especially now that they won, it's like a memorabilia piece. Sure. Of like, hey, I got the cowboy hat when they beat Oregon. It's probably on eBay for five, you know. yeah, well there you go. You know, go make your money. cowboy <laughs> hat from Beaver Game. I said Cowboy hats are dumb. It's an Oklahoma State thing. I don't know why people are not seeing this. It's an oh, they're OSU, they're black and orange, and they're called the Cowboys. I literally I think maybe I'm just, I'm just super out of touch. That's all I can chalk this up to because I'm seeing even slightly older fans go, I think it was a smash success promotion. I'm like, you could put condoms all over the student section and guess what they'd wear. <laughs> that actually be kind of funny. Should have done that when USC was in town. Where were you at in October, man? Wearing free merch is not indicative of a, of a promotion being successful. Now, you could say us talking about it for a day and a half could be. Uh, yeah. But – not if it's a, in a complimentary way here. So, guys, if this is about free stuff, literally students will take anything. I would prefer you to give them gift cards for food because, you know, probably one in eight of those kids is hungry. Can I get $50 to Panda Express? Uh, but I, I, we're not Oklahoma State. That's why it looked bad. It was because you have another orange and black team that is literally the Cowboys. That they are. They wear cowboy. They hats. wear cowboy hats. That's their thing. Yeah. And when you are an orange and black team handing out orange cowboy hats, and your nickname is the Beavers. It just it doesn't really fit. I look his point of like everybody putting the hats on and getting into mode and and you know engaging this. dude, I would hope you don't need a cowboy hat. Like it's the biggest game of the year. I think that crowd that that place would have been rocking with or without cowboy hats. That's That's kind know what I said. Kind of a it's a, a bit of a reach in my mind to point to the cowboy hats as the reason everybody was so fired up for that game. I think it had to do with one of the craziest comebacks of all time. And I can say this as somebody who spends a lot of Saturdays in Eugene doing a pre pre show. Uh, at Odson Stadium before the games, we hand out free T-shirts when we're down there. We we I think we actually have one promotions person. We have free 1080 the fan Oregon Duck collab T-shirts. How ugly is that shirt? Uh, it's not great. It's like a <laughs> Gildan you know 4.99 shirt. You know it's not a it's not a high quality tee. It's sure. not a beautiful design. It's just a green and yellow T-shirt that <laughs> happened to have a go you know a Go Ducks and a 1080 the fan on there. Do you know how quickly? Every Saturday we're down there, we run out of free T-shirts. Yeah, in less than ten yeah, minutes. Yeah, by the third 90, commercial. 90 seconds. Yeah. yeah, They open the gates, people flock in, they grab their free T-shirts, and then they go about their day. And we look over after like two minutes at the promotions coordinator, and she's just got to sit there the rest of the show because all the shirts are gone. People love free stuff. People love free crap, man. Yeah, I know. I was at the Oregon State-Florida game at the PKI. <laughs> And I'm sitting there, and it was dead. It was empty, which I think that's almost a conversation in itself. What happened to the PKI this weekend? I, I don't think people care about college basketball. Well, we'll, we'll I think, get to that. Yeah, we'll, okay. we'll, I, I do. I think it's an interesting thing to talk about because it, it's a, that's a massive tournament. I it mean, is so a I very big deal. He was calling the games for God's sakes. Yeah, Duke, North Carolina, Villanova. I mean, it's a huge deal. Tom Izzo. The Florida cheerleaders were there. Oregon State's cheerleaders were not. My daughter goes, "Why is Florida's cheerleaders here?" And I go, "Oregon State doesn't have enough cheerleaders to come up to Portland for the day and no. go back down to Corvallis." No. Because I got the football game tomorrow. That's a lot of money, too. You got to bust them up. You have to stay in Portland. It's all whole thing. And she goes, why is everybody standing right now? It was during a timeout. And I go, oh, they're throwing out free T-shirts. <laughs> and she goes, is it a good T-shirt? And I go, no, it's cool in theory. And then you take it home, and it's like the thickest, most uncomfortable T-shirt. <laughs> and then you stop wearing it after the <laughs> first time. And she goes, should I stand? And I was like, you don't have to if don't you don't be want to. Don't be one of those people. Don't be one of those people. She goes, I like my t shirt that I'm wearing and there I good go. for you. There you go. Good Although the you.
0: PKI stuff was Nike since they sponsored it. That
2: doesn't mean it's a comfortable t shirt. Yeah, I've had some Nike shirts that uh don't quite fit the way that they should. Yeah. If if the thicker the shirt, the cheaper it is. Yeah. That the quality of material is important to me now. Again, yeah. showing my Clint would get off my lawn now, old age. I need breathable material on my body. Those thick Gildan t-shirts are absolute trash, and I want nothing to do with any of them. And gildan's not the only one who makes those T shirts. No, in that it's just style. the first name that pops to mind when you think of free T shirts Yes, it is. I think we as sports fans should no longer get excited for free T shirts until they up the quality of the t shirt. I agree with that. Or the, the the quality of the prize. Yes. I remember I remember one time being a kid at a blazer game. We used to have season tickets and like the th- nosebleeds. Mm-hmm. And they you know they have the the blimp, the the jumbo blimp that flies around and drops the coupons oh, yeah. on the people. I don't oh, know, yeah. do they still do? I haven't been to a blazer game in a couple of years. Well, this time time, yeah, I had gone pre-COVID. Like, I haven't been to a Blazer game since pre-COVID. Uh, when I went before COVID, no, they didn't, they didn't have that blimp anymore. Well, we need to bring the blimp back, and we also need to up those prices because I remember catching one of those coupons, thinking it was the coolest thing ever and like in my entire life. Oh, my God, I caught the coupon. <laughs> and it was for a gallon of free butter. <laughs> Uh, a gallon, the a, gallon? A, gallon? That's a lot of butter, it's man. gold or uh, uh, I can't remember if it was or De- Umpqua or wasn't Rose. I don't think it was even a local butter either. It was uh, like a you know country crop. <laughs> yeah. <my laughs> and I was like, Mom, what do I do with this? <laughs> it's a gallon of butter. Who can use that much butter, guys? I got to lather up and work on your tan, son. <laughs> Let's go, baby. I got a lot of margarine in my <laughs> fridge right now. anybody need any butter? I got a lot of butter. <laughs> But my point is like, you know, I it's okay to have fun. I wasn't <laughs> mad at well, I, there was a part of me was a little mad that students put those hats on, but like students are students, they're having a good time. I remember being having a, a student. good time. Yeah, yeah. it's a free thing. You get it's, it's on free... your seat when yes. you show up. Like yes. I, I under, I'm not making fun of the students no. for wearing them. I just, I disagree with the marketing campaign yeah. <laughs> that it, that was the reason the crowd was so into it. I, yeah, yeah. I, I think my idea, I just came up with a better idea. Do a beaver hat, like have a beaver tail hanging off the back. Why,
0: a... why isn't there some sort of orange and black flannel something at that point?
2: I mean, I had somebody uh, tweet me when I tweeted out this week, and I hate this, that it was right before kick. I'm like, are you kidding me? And someone tweets and goes, well, you sports brain, you, you think differently. He goes, a lot of the fans are from the rural area. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I lived there, bro. You don't you yeah. don't think I, I saw all the pickup trucks and the cowboy <laughs> boots? Like, I, I'm well aware of who, who roots for Oregon State predominantly. To me, it has nothing to do with, like, what section of a state or country you live in. It's... Does it make sense with your brand? And there's been literally no tie to cowboy hats. No. To the beaver, to the lunch pail you thing ever. And so my thing is about more that of, how did we okay something that has nothing to do with our school? <laughs> One Beaver fan texted in said, I'm, I'm convinced Oklahoma State had a similar campaign and they just had too many hats. We got the surplus hats. <laughs> hey, you guys want these? We have a few boxes of cowboy hats left over. Well, I think it was a Toyota partnership. So you tell me Toyota and Stillwater was like, yo, do you guys want some extra hats? They're an orange. So. Listen here, we got way too many hats down here. You guys want some? And again, if you took one home, I don't fault you. Students have a good time, but come on. We had a listener that bought one off of a off of a student. I saw that bought one. He, he paid oh. a student five bucks for that wow. hat from the Civil War. I bet Tailgating was- must have been good. <laughs> I bet it was the kid with like. Did you see the kid wearing like eighty of those things? I did not see that kid. No. Oh man, you got to find this kid. He. <laughs> so I'm like, who's are they going to wear these for real? And I saw the beginning at the pre kick, and there was a kid. I think some students didn't care. And so students were giving this kid their hats. And I'm not kidding, Dirt. If you look this kid up, he has like 90 cowboy hats (laughs) stacked stacked on on his his head. head. And at one point during the game, they showed him walking in the student section, and the pile is like half-leaning over as if it's going to fall down. He's just like adding to it, and people are throwing him at the top of the cowboy hat. Now that we're on the topic of hats, we didn't get to this yesterday. I don't know if you had this in your notes at all. Did you see Brian Robinson? Is that in your notes at all? I talked about this on my gambling show, uh, the big hat thing. He, so he's the running back for the commanders yeah. that do Yeah, he know. got
0: the big hat in the locker room. He
2: wore, the big, he wore a big hat. Was his friend runs a company that yeah. makes big hats, and he goes, if you want a big hat, hit me up. And I thought, should big hats become a thing? Are we in on the big hat? It's like too, the Spaceballs? What's, uh, it's to Rick Moranis. Yeah, yeah, Rick Moranis' character in Space balls. Is, is it Dark Helmet? I always get his I name. Forget. I think it's Dark Helmet. Uh, that sounds right. But, yeah, it's <laughs> it looks hilarious. I kind of wanted to get one. Come just on. to show up in a big hat and see what people's reaction is. Hey guys, good morning. Showed up to the Christmas party yeah. in the Odyssey big hat. Odyssey big hat. It's good. <laughs> if you haven't seen the picture, just Google Brian Robinson big hat. It's I mean, maybe it's that would huge. make you look slimmer, dirt. It could, it could. It's like a slender. Maybe it also make me look taller too. At the same time, yeah, adds a little bit of height. You know, it's like having an afro. Do you, do you measure look, the top you of the afro? If you rock the big
0: hat, you better work on your strut. <laughs> because if you don't own it, if you go in there looking sheepish, like, is anybody going to know own uh, notice me? <sighs> Yeah, I, I no, think, that's one, if you're going to rock that, you just own it and act like nobody cares. Yeah, I think you wear it
2: that way. I think you walk in and you go, hey, guys, what's up? And you just don't yep, say anything You don't about say it. anything. <laughs> kind of like Dusty with his mustache. Hey, what's yeah. going on? Why is he growing a mustache, but he just Why comes not? up. Hi, I'm Dusty. Looks like a conquistador. You know, Dusty and my brother-in-law were coaching off this past weekend. Oh, Banks, uh, Banks and... Banks uh, and... No, no. Oh, this is... Uh, little League basketball. Four and five-year-old basketball. Oh, okay. <laughs> who won? <laughs> who who had the better game plan? Probably my nephew. No offense to Dusty. My wow. nephew... Wow. Well, look, my... Wow, I, shots fired. Dusty's kid sucks. I did not say that at <laughs> all. Uh, <laughs> did not say that once. I saw Dusty a couple of weeks ago, because uh, I know his wife, and they have a friend that I know. We ran Hood to coach together, and they said, hey. And I looked at him, did double tape. Like, Whoa, what do you guys do it here? And she goes, we're here watching the coach. And I just didn't put it together. I'm like, oh, the coach? And I turned around, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that would make sense that Dusty's the coach. <laughs> He's the coach of the team. You are his wife. That would make a lot of sense. And he had a he had that sick uh, conquistador mustache going. He's got to give that up. That was a high school playoff thing that he grew. Oh, is that what it was for? And they they lost, yeah. which you know, tough tough luck in the semifinals. Yeah, that, that's a bummer. It's over. It's still on there? It's. I, I think it's still there. It's very interesting. I think you need to shave it. Somebody said, I'm on the chain crew. I have to be on the field an hour early. Yeah. The student section was almost full an hour before the game. That never happens, probably because of the hats. Or because it was a big no, game. No, it's not because it of the full hats. It was because they were playing Oregon. They wanted a good seat. And it's the Civil War. That's why it was full. The student section. <laughs> this is one of the best student sections Oregon State's had in a decade.
3: Nothing they, to do with that.
2: The they they've been showing up to these games for two, three years now, before this team won nine games. It's a great students. You know who else used to show up an hour before kick? Us. <laughs> Us. <laughs> we have no cowboy hats. I don't need a cowboy hat to be at the football game. No. I love football.
0: Put your camo or your car hearts on and let's go.
2: It's game time. God. Well, I got all worked up. It's 6.30. I strongly disagree with you, Kyle, the listener, but thank you for sliding into our DMs this morning. Well, I think he DM'd us back. i got to check okay. to see if he's yelling at me We now. love you, Kyle. We do love you, Kyle. All right, let's get to some football. We'll do it next. All right, welcome back in, Dirt and Sprague with you. I'm talk a little bit about the new college football coaching hires coming up. We'll get to some Oregon related dealings and some Oregon State related dealings. I have a question for dirt that I'm really curious the answer to, uh, and it's from something I saw yesterday. Uh, We got uh, the Russell Wilson thing. I I find it interesting every week. (laughs) The fact that he almost got beat up by his own defensive lineman this weekend. I am. I'm legitimately curious. Nathaniel Hackett's clearly showing that he's an awful hire and not a good coach. I fired him after game two. I don't know what the Broncos are waiting for. Severance money? I I don't know. (laughs) I I don't know either because it's not getting better. Their offense... By the way, guess what hit? What hit this weekend? The under again, again it did. Yeah, every under in the Bronco game is like mid thirties, and it hits. They're at yeah, Baltimore their next game too. That under is totally probably <laughs> like thirty three. The way Baltimore's <laughs> yeah. offense is playing right now, right? I mean, That's they got to go going late in Jacksonville, but against that Bronco defense. But uh, one of the defensive linemen was seen for Denver trotting off the field, screaming at Russell Wilson. Now both of these players tried to downplay it, and he was like, oh, "I was just." We're, you know, it's firing him up. And Russ is like, yeah, there's, there's no animosity here. I mean, what do you do with a guy you give that much money to and his team already hates him? We're not even through the year. We're not even through year one. And so Hackett's going to get fired. That's clear as day. They're going to go try to find an offensive guy that can get Russ. But I, I've been watching Russ the last couple weeks. And what's popping on the screen, to me at least, he doesn't seem to be able to move. In terms of the way that like, he was escaping pressure and moving around he once did in Seattle, he yeah. doesn't have that ability the same way. And if you take that away from that guy... You kind of get left with what he is, a guy who doesn't throw in the middle of the field and he just wants to throw a deep ball or like a four-yard out. He's not a great pocket passer. He never really has been. His his strength has always been, to your point, escaping and making off-schedule throws and extending plays. Whether it's using his legs to pick up a first down or scrambling, you can, just, you can only guard receivers for so long, and that's why those quarterbacks are so difficult to stop, because they keep their eyes downfield, a guy can change his route in a, you know on a dime, and all of a sudden you're left, and the, the wide receiver's wide open, you can make a big place down the field. I, I'm with you. He doesn't look like he has the mobility anymore. He doesn't seem to have any confidence left in himself. There's no confidence left in this football team. You just I mean, they're dead. They're lifeless. Oh, they're done. There's I nothing mean, yeah. there. I mean, they have lost seven of their eight games. They start started 2 and 1 remember they beat the 49ers in that ugly like 12 to 10 whatever have won that game. stupid final score was <laughs> the next week they beat the texans like a, like 11 to 9 i might have my scores mixed up but it was incredibly low scoring and at least you your defense will figure it out their defense is good they're 2 and 1 the win over the 49ers was an impressive win like all right hey, it's not a bad start they've lost 7 of 8 since then and their only win was against jacksonville yeah. um and it just i that was absolutely heartfelt anger from a defensive lineman. And I think it was Sean, because the the guy who yelled at Russell Wilson played in New Orleans under Sean Payton. And Sean Payton, I think it was on the Kay Adams show yesterday, basically said, like, that dude was one of the nicest guys in the locker room. <laughs> so if he's yelling at you, you got some serious issues. And, it, like, I, I don't blame anybody. Like, I think his Seattle teammates always felt that way about him, but he won, they won. They won. There's nothing so, to be mad about. As long right? as you're winning, it's like, all right, we'll put up with him. He's annoying, and he's all about himself, and he doesn't really care about his teammates. Eights, but we're, you know, a couple years ago in Seattle, you were twelve and four. So what are you going to do? They suck this year. They're not winning. Their offense is the worst in the league, and they're letting their defense down week in and week out. They have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Yeah, they do. Uh yards per game wise, points per game wise. You go into a game against Carolina. That was one I didn't I'd only bet the under on the game because I have no faith in Denver. But if you would have asked me on Friday. Like that's a game they're gonna win. They gotta win that game, right? The Panthers are openly tanking. I didn't know if they would. It was a one point (laughs) spread. I I mean, it sums up the whole issue. You're going against Sam Darnold, a team that fired their head coach, a team that has no nothing to play for. At all. They want a better draft pick. And you still found a way to only score ten points in that game, which I believe their touchdown came in the last like two minutes, too. It was a garbage time touchdown when it was already they were already down by twenty. That that's as embarrassing loss as there is in the entire NFL this I, year. I just I find it the most fascinating story in football. I know there's a lot of surprise teams and you know, Saturday's coaching yesterday and Tomlin gets a little revenge I'm like, ha ha, I get to beat you. But I find like who saw him dropping off of the cliff? We could disagree on. Do you think they're a Super Bowl contender? Do you think they're a playoff yeah, sure. team? Those were those were legitimate debates. Nobody predicted this. It will cost the Broncos seventy million if they want to get out of that deal. I don't think you can after one year. I think you got to see it out at least one more season with a different head coach. Oh, with the, the yeah. amount of money you invested, I don't think it's going to turn around. But the amount of money you invested in him. I think you you owe it to your pocketbook at least for one more year to say, hey, maybe we bring in a different coach. They hired Nathaniel Hackett to get Aaron Rodgers. That was the whole reason they hired him. He was Aaron Rodgers' guy. Rodgers was going to leave Green Bay. Like, that was their whole game plan. That was one of the top three destinations that it Rodgers was, was going to go to. It was there to. or Pittsburgh or Denver. Like, th- those were the places that he was looking at. And that's why they hired Nathaniel Hackett. And oops, he ended up staying in Green Bay. Not that I don't know if your season would have been any different because right. Rodgers has not been very good this year. And now he's hurt. And now, now he's hurt. It's Jordan Lovetime in Green Bay. But it's hilarious that that was their game plan. And it didn't work out. And now you're stuck with a coach and a quarterback and you didn't want the coach. I'm being serious when I ask you this. Do you think he's like done, done? Is this like hey guy gets to 33 34 years old and you know some guys just can't go to 38 39 40 they not everybody is built to be rogers brady breeze nope would you more gamble on the likelihood that he is done that next year they bring in a different offensive guy and they well this is going to be better and different and russ is going to do the sell job again like he does in a subway commercial <laughs> let's ride but like do you think he's done if I had to put money on it right now, yes. I I don't know what you what evidence or proof or argument you would have to make that there's another door. That he somehow gets back to what he was. I just I don't yeah. see. You, I I guess you could try and argue coaching if he gets a guy that's an offensive because I don't Nathaniel Hackett's a horrible coach. He's a horrible head coach, but his reputation he's got a good reputation. Rodgers swore by that dude. Yeah, and those kind of guys I do wonder like how much of swearing by him about him and people loving him had to do with the fact that he coached Aaron Rodgers. That Rodgers is and so Rogers good. Is and Rodgers is that good. Yeah. It wasn't his offense. It was Matt Lafleur's offense. But that wasn't like he was calling plays. He was a quarterback coach. Talk about a struggle season over there too. <laughs> Right. Jeez. Once Rodgers takes a slight step back, all of a sudden their offense stinks. How about that? What a unique thing. They don't have Devontae Adams anymore. But yeah, if I had to put money on it now, I I would vote no. I just I don't know how I don't know I don't know how you you look at him and the way that he's playing and think all of a sudden the switch is gonna get flipped and he's gonna be back to the old Russ. I feel for Bronco fan, man. It's that's a great defense they got over there. Just Unfortunate season for them with that coach and the way Russ has played. Would have helped if they were this bad with that defense and had a first-round draft pick because guess what? They could have gotten Bryce Young or Caleb Williams or Stroud. Or or no, maybe Williams has one more year. But yeah, there's a lot of guys this year in the draft class that you could go after and get. I'd have to look. Is Williams draft eligible? I I always forget that. I can't remember, but if he was, he'd be the first guy i take off the board. Yeah, that would be my pick too. Uh, Just replace Russ with the new Russ. (laughs) (laughs) Another five-take quarterback. A younger, (laughs) more athletic Russ. Does he not look like him when he runs and throws the ball? I think he's a more athletic Russell Wilson. Yeah. All right, coming up next, college football has some hires go on, a few surprises and a uh, coach leaving. We've got a lot to get to. Dirt and spray on
3: the
2: the Some Oregon-Oregon State dealings in the second hour. Josh Peterson will join us from uh, Omaha as Nebraska hired Matt Rule. Hugh Freeze was also hired. I wanted to talk about those college football coaching hires. Fickle going to Wisconsin. What's going on? More Fickle going to Wisconsin or Shaw stepping down after Stanford got their ass kicked? Fickle going to Wisconsin. Really? Yeah, I I, I don't know if how much of a stepping down that truly was at Stanford. It it was an odd situation. It they suck. Oh, uh, and there is no hope of you know, turning it around. This was supposed to be the turnaround. They had an entire offensive line and a quarterback back, and it was one of the teams that i was like hey what about stanford this year we're not talking about them and i was instantly wrong like you could you could see it they somewhat kept up with usc early in the season and then they just they started dropping games and you could tell that they just weren't a very good team and then i mean, I, I i'm still not sure they weren't the worst team in the pac12 i don't i don't know who i'd pick between them and Colorado. but uh and i don't know where he goes from here he says he has no desire to coach right away i I think you give him a year, and that guy's probably in an NFL locker room you as a coordinator, he's, yeah. quarterback, coach. Somebody will. I mean, he, I don't think David Shaw lost his touch to be able to coach. I think the landscape around him changed mm. in college football. And that made it. It's already hard to win at Stanford to begin with. The, the players you can go get are already incredibly limited because of the academic standards. But then you add in the name, image, and likeness stuff and the transfer portal. And it's just, it's really hard. But this was a trend at Stanford that you cannot deny. Like the last time they had a good season was 2018. That's I know that doesn't seem like that long ago. That's a long time ago. Yeah, and they went. I'm throwing out the COVID year because COVID year was dumb. They won four games in 2019. They won three games last year, and they won three games this year, back to back, three and nine seasons. And this was a guy that until 2019 he took over in 2011. The lowest win total he ever had was eight. The worst year he ever had was eight and five. So I, this this is a new bottom for Stanford football that is back to where they were before Jim Harbaugh got there, and I I think that was a mutual like, hey, you got to fire everybody or we like something's got to change, and he didn't want to do it and just said, you know what, I'm out. I'm going to go take a break and hang with my family. Yeah, it's interesting. You you say that you don't think he's a, a bad coach. You might be right on that if he gets another opportunity. I I would be surprised if he's not doing TV next year for somebody. He'd whether be a good that, TV guy. I think he would. Um, he was fun to talk to at Pacto Media Day. Really fun. And uh, I hope he can get another round out at uh, Augusta at some point. But <laughs> if we're just talking football here, Stuart Mandel wrote a really good piece on The Athletic about him. And I, this is where I'm not as sure. Maybe he'll end up being a play caller for an NFL team and find kind of the love for football that way. But if you read this piece, I mean, they basically highlight that, like, he just never adapted. And then the further he got away from Harbaugh, the more they lost how they were able to win. So they were able to win. I mean, obviously with Harbaugh, we know, right? It was physicality, running the football. College football changes a little bit. You get more and more separated. It kind of becomes more and more your team, your program, your identity. Mm -hmm. And they they went away. He was able to succeed so well in the beginning of his era because he didn't pivot out of the Harbaugh physicality stuff. And then eventually, like, he just didn't have that anymore. And it's interesting reading it because former players – talk about why they were successful at Stanford, and then people just – they give their thoughts on why they weren't, and one of them is they just think that he – he, he lost the identity of the program and he yep. never pivoted the right way. That's a fair criticism. I don't really know what their identity is. I don't know what they are. As a, we used to know. We used to it know. It was yeah. the meme of a Stanford offensive line that had like 37 guys on the line of scrimmage and you're never going to be able to stop them. I don't mean to poke fun at you, but it really was what Oregon State did on Saturday. Yeah, That, that was, was kind of what Stanford was. We're going to be bigger than you. We're going to bully you. Yeah. I, I think Utah has become that team to a certain extent in the conference. Oregon State has become that team to a certain extent in the conference. and They've they've lost their way. And I I think that's a 100% fair criticism. He didn't adjust in time. They didn't have the dominant offensive lines that we had recognized from Stanford. I think the first year that it stood out to me was, I remember they brought Bryce Love back for another year and he was supposed to be this front-runner Heisman candidate. You had had McCaffrey and Gearhart and all these great running backs come through and here was Bryce Love the next in that line. And I remember his last year at Stanford, it was like a train wreck and they couldn't get the ground game going and they became a throw team and everybody's like, well, you got Bryce Love. Why are you why can't you run the football? And I think that's when the identity started to change and they he tried to reclaim it this year not by being a powerful team but he tried to come up with the the slow zone mesh you know offense yeah and he took it from from wake forest and they used it against usc they scored a lot of points in that game and then teams kind of figured it out and it just never really clicked and they they couldn't fully implement it so i, I think that's a fair criticism i i look at him more as a guy That, like, if you get him in an offensive room in the NFL, I'd 100% love to hear what his thoughts are, listen to him break down film, have him work with a young quarterback. I think there's, I think there's a lot of football there. Maybe his days are over as a Power Five head coach, and maybe he's happy with that. He also seems like the kind of guy. That's okay having some work-life balance in his life and running a program and trying to recruit and do all the things you have to do as a Power 5A coach. That's incredibly time-consuming. You go get me as a quarterback coach in the NFL and I'm working with three or four guys all season and that's it. That's my room. I I think he would flourish in a role like that. He also just didn't fire people either. He was very loyal. Very loyal guy. One player anonymously says, you know, and that's to a fault. That ends up biting you if you never pivot out of what's not working. Not an easy thing to do. I, I don't know who they get for that job. Like, Auburn went and got Hugh Freeze. I, you know, the funny thing about Hugh Freeze is he he, have, he you have NIL. He had success at Liberty. I'm not going to act like Ole Miss was winning championships or anything here. And, and maybe Auburn will be different because they have the collective. They've got the financial backing. There's no doubt there. <laughs> uh, it's okay to be dirty now. Like, that's what's funny. Hugh Freeze got in trouble because he – well, he won. He was using a company phone for prostitutes, but... um Whom am amongst us? I mean, give me a work phone. Watch what happens. <laughs> uh, but his recruiting classes were number one. Like, you remember he got Robert... Uh, what was that kid's name? Robert? Kandiche? Uh, or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The number one player in the yeah. overall class. And you're like, what? Ole Miss has the number one recruiting class? They were obviously getting some shady, dirty stuff there. <laughs> so maybe it will be different. I, I don't know, man. I, I didn't... I don't find the Hugh Freeze hire, like, all that... Oh, man, I'm terrified. You got Hugh Freeze. I'm interested in Matt Rule at Nebraska. We'll talk to Josh Peterson about that in a second hour. Like, his contract's interesting. It starts off at, like, a lower base, and it builds into, like, the $12 million range at the mm-hmm. end. And then also, like, what's realistic for him at Nebraska? And I, I, I'm I floored. I'm stunned. And I have to admit, I was probably – I had a bad take. Wisconsin somehow got Luke Fickle to randomly leave. I did not see that coming. That, surpri- that surprised me more than Shaw. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, the shot. I, I think the Stanford thing was good. You needed to do something. Something was. Gonna they were happen, horrible. Yeah. They've been horrible for four years now, and you you had you had to do something. I don't. They were kind of left without a choice. I, this is going to be a, a very off season. Like revisit this take. I I love every hire so far. Every hire, every hire, you love every it. hire. Matt Rule, as, well, we can get into all of them, but yeah. Matt Rule is perfect for Nebraska. It's exactly what they need—a guy that can turn a program around. Yep. Uh, Luke Fickle fits Wisconsin. He's not an elite recruiter; he's a developer of talent. He wants to play a physical brand of football and defense, and like that's Wisconsin to a T. That's who they want to be. Uh, and and Hugh Freeze is an interesting character, and he got in trouble for a lot of valid reasons while he was at Ole Miss. He coached a game from a hospital bed at Liberty, which totally redeemed himself. And, like, that's what you need. If if you want to beat Alabama and take down teams in the SEC, you got to find somebody that's a little shady, that's, like, willing to cut corners. Like, Auburn needs that to stand out. They won a national championship 12 years ago by paying a kid $250,000 to come to their college. That's how they beat Oregon. They had Cam Newton. Yeah. So let's get back to that, Auburn football, and Hugh Freeze will take you there. I love all the hires. Is the only way Hugh Freeze wins the SEC is if he does it from a hospital bed? (laughs) Yes. That that would be him beating Saban in the Iron Bowl from a hospital bed with an IV in. Would that be the worst loss of Nick Saban's career? I think so. I think it would be. I think so. Uh, We have a lot to get to in the second hour. Um, We will eventually, I think, get into some more NFL stuff. We'll talk with Josh Peterson at Nebraska. Dirt loves the Matt Rule hire at Nebraska. We'll get Josh's thoughts on that. And then uh, some local dealings going on with Oregon and Oregon State. It's a loaded second hour. Dirt and Sprague back with more on the fan.
4: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai
1: Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,